side note, if I were to go back, the one thing I would start working on from day one would be mindset stuff. Because obviously that's the most important in the sense of like, if you don't believe you're going to be able to make this work, you're going to give up before you even start to really see success. Because I mean, obviously in entrepreneurship, you're going to get little wins here and there, but there's not really that like instant gratification that like you may see in other areas of life. So you have to believe that you can do it essentially. Hello creative and welcome to another episode of the Founders and Dreamers series. Today, I'm really happy to bring guest Sydney of Olive Wing Designs onto the show today to share her journey into entrepreneurship. She really took a path that I feel like is not really discussed a lot. People really kind of give you these cookie cutter tips. Doesn't necessarily work for everyone. We all have different personalities. We all have different things that are going to help us move forward. And Sydney really is the epitome of that, of really just taking that aligned action of what felt best for her given her circumstances. And so she's going to talk about that today. And another reason I was really excited to have her on is because I also got started online as a graphic and web designer. And I really do believe in starting off in the service-based business space because it really helps you to connect with people, to really understand what people need. And there's been so many amazing additions and this space, the graphic design, web design, branding space has really grown. Sydney is going to share her tips and insights on how she got started and what really branding means to her. And so for those of you who might be called into this space, maybe you want to get into design. This is a really great episode for you to check out. Sydney really is an expert in her field and I highly recommend you checking her out after the episode. Welcome to the podcast, Sydney, founder of Olive Wing Designs. She is a brand and web design expert who helps genuine entrepreneurs bring their vision to life through strategy-driven design. I'm so excited to have her on to share her not-so-conventional path to entrepreneurship. I know her story is going to help a lot of you who are just starting out and trying to find out what is it that you really want to share in the online space. Thank you so much for being here today, Sydney. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I always love chatting with other entrepreneurs and, as you mentioned, sharing my unconventional story so more people can see that there's a million different ways you can do it. Yes, definitely. There's definitely a lot of different paths to entrepreneurship, which is just so exciting. And, you know, I understand that you started to kind of feel this call towards starting your own business in 2017. And I know a lot of creatives mm-hmm. listening can relate to that, to feeling that Cool, maybe kind of playing around with a couple different ideas and not really sure where to start and just knowing that there is more to their nine to five job and you know having that security can feel like the best path but honestly entrepreneurship opens up so many doors to really making your dream a reality and so I'd really love to hear your experience of how you kind of transitioned to your nine to five into entrepreneurship and really what drew you to branding in particular and web design. Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, I definitely had an unconventional path. I um, actually, I was working at a tech startup in Denver um, and just having that feeling that I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with of just like, this can't be it. (laughs) Right. There has to be more for like the next 40 years and like 
Yeah, I really wanted to, the biggest thing that kept like coming up in my mind was I wanted to have a career where I made an impact and like a positive impact over the course of what, like a 60, I mean, that's long, 40 year career, whatever it is. Um, And so at the time I had a friend who was starting an online art business and he asked if I wanted to help out with a few things here and there. Um, And I was just really feeling unfulfilled in my job. So I felt like a, um, you know, like creative side project would be a great thing. So I started helping him with this. And through that, I learned Squarespace and Shopify design and we did the branding. So it was a really cool experience for me to see. Um, And I just got to a point where my, with my job where I was like, okay, I'll learn these skill sets more of like branding and web design, and then I'll quit my job. Um, And the goal at the time too, was to also build up that e-commerce business farther, but like have brand and web design be like a side thing. Um, And it just got to the point where I was like, I can't do a nine to five and do this at night. Like I just don't have enough. I mean, I huge props to the people who start up their business while also working their business. I'm or working a nine to five, I'm definitely more of a trial by fire person. So I was like, I just need to rip the cord and make it happen. Cause me like just trying to work on this after hours, like isn't getting me very far. Um, so I ripped the cord and started babysitting. So I was 23 at the time and I figured like, might as well take a risk. Um, and with how like my income at the, um, tech job was not that high. So it was kind of nice to jump early before you like get to a certain level of comfortability, obviously with a salary, because I was able to replace this income with babysitting pretty easily. Um, and then also have more freedom with time to build the e-commerce business and start the design business. Um, so I was babysitting and, um, kind of, I had a ski share with friends that year. So I was kind of just like, having minimal responsibilities for the first time in my life and just having fun. So it definitely took me longer than it should have, but it was kind of needed. So I didn't hate it. Um, And that April after, so I quit in September and that April, I was like, I'm absolutely going to be done babysitting by now. Um, And so March came around and I was like, oh crap, I need to kind of figure things out a little bit. Um, And so I built a couple of sites for friends, did more branding projects um, for friends, and then started my own website and just started getting work on Upwork. So I kind of like pulled that cord again and was like, I'm refusing to take babysitting jobs. I'm only doing design and let's see what happens. Yes, I love that. I think it's so important that you shared that you just started taking that sort of that action that felt like the best next step for you instead of sort of overthinking. Because I think a lot of times, especially when we're starting out, we start to think like, is this right? Should I do this? And it sounded like you just kind of kept moving forward and taking action. I think that's so needed, especially when you are making that leap, that transition. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and again, mine was the unconventional way. I know like the people who say to save up for six months and do it that way are not wrong. (laughs) I like, well, I'm not saying that my way is the better way at all. It's just the way that worked for me. Because like I said, I just know my personality that like, if I have a plan B, I won't fully go with plan A. Um, So I really needed to like cut the plan B of my 
full-time job and then cut the plan B of babysitting for income for me to really see success. And, you know, my mindset works of like, well, I don't have any other option. I better make it work. (laughs) Right. No. And I think that's, that's so beautiful to hear. And, you know, I know a lot of people listening, they might be holding themselves back because of the uncertainty of it. And so I'd love to kind of know what were sort of the ups and downs that you sort of experienced as you were starting out and how did you really kind of overcome and get past them to keep taking that action? Yeah, I would say that like, side note, if I were to go back, the one thing I would start working on from day one would be mindset stuff. Yeah. Um, because obviously that's the most important in the sense of like, if you don't believe you're going to be able to make this work, you're going to give up before you even start to really see success. Because I mean, obviously in entrepreneurship, you're going to get little wins here and there, but there's not really that like instant gratification that like you may see in other areas of life. Um, So you have to believe that you can do it essentially at the end of the day. Um, I just, I think what really helped me at the start too was almost looking at like, what's the worst case scenario. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know this is like a weird way to think about it because I'm trying to preach like positivity, but I think it's like your mind's obviously going to go there with fear without you taking it there. So you might as well be like, okay, I'm going to play worst case scenario. Like, will I end up homeless? No, because I'm going to be able to find babysitting jobs if I can really, or like feeling like you have some sort of like, okay, at least there's this baseline I'll be able to eat. (laughs) Right. Yes. My rent. Um, so like it never really felt like obviously there was fear that came up, but what helped me was to be like, okay, is this like what's the worst case scenario? Am I really gonna like ruin my life from trying this? <laughs> like right. no, I'm still gonna like be on some sort of path. Um, and also I feel like for those questioning, like if they're not sure about entrepreneurship, something that helped me too was like when you're like on that brink of leaping to know that like no company is going to look at you if you decide to go back into the workforce and be like, oh, you tried something on your own and it didn't work. Like we're not, you're not a viable candidate because most of them will look at you and be like, that's impressive. You probably learned so much and you're an even better candidate for having tried. So I feel like there's really not like a huge, huge risk. I mean, obviously I'm saying this three years in and it paid off. So there's some bias there, but I feel like it's helpful to be like, okay, if I completely fall on my face, I'm still going to be back at a nine to five, like where I am now. So like, is this that terrible of a risk? Yeah. No, I think that's so important. I'm really happy that you shared that because yeah, I think a lot of times we hold ourselves back because we think of sort of the negative things are going to happen. But really, if you just keep taking that aligned action and believe in it, and like you said, mindset, focusing a lot on your mindset work, then you really can make whatever you want a reality. And I think it's easier now more than ever because of what's happening in online space. It's just so incredible. Yeah. And like you said, mindset is absolutely, I I think, the, the biggest key to success. And I say this to everyone because it's really at the end of the day, like you can be the most skilled artist, designer, like interior designer, whatever profession you're pursuing. But if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to make it. So, right. No, it's so true. Yeah, no, definitely. 
Um, so I'd love to kind of talk about branding a little bit because I absolutely love your brand. Your website is beautiful. You're going to have to follow mm-hmm. her on Instagram creative. I'll have it linked in the show notes, of course. And I just want to really kind of hear your insights about branding. Why do you think that it's so important to build a really beautiful brand online and just any kind of insights you can give for entrepreneurs that are new? Because I know a lot of times people might identify as creative, but not necessarily designers. And they're not really sure how to really bring their sort of vision to life and really Mm -hmm. relay their message online. So I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts about branding. Yeah, absolutely. So what I always say for branding is like your brand is not a logo, um, like an Instagram feed, your fonts, like whatever elements your brand is how you make people feel. So when you're picking all of these elements, like whether it be picking your fonts, picking your like logo design, picking like website assets, things like that, or social media, like Canva designs, whatever it is you're like looking through, always come back to, I say to pick out like five adjectives or like emotions you want to evoke from people. And always come back to like, okay, let's say you're a therapist and you're trying to like create something that's really welcoming and like freeing and calming. Make sure when you're picking colors, they're aligned with those emotions. Like you feel that when looking at this blue or, you know, looking at this font or looking at this imagery. Um, I think that can be like, the, that's the biggest thing I would say for if you're trying to piece it together yourself. Um and something that's great for picking colors is actually using um, imagery to do it. So you can use an app called um, Coolers. I, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but Ooh. it's C-O-O-L-O-R-S. Um, and you can upload an image. So a tip that I share is like find an image that makes you feel that way, makes you feel calm, makes you feel welcome, whatever like emotions you're trying to go for. And then like use the eyedropper and pick colors based on like an image and that's a great starting point to kind of like start to play with different colors that could really fit within your brand because it's based off an image that gives you those emotions right no I'm so happy you spoke to that because I don't think a lot of people realize how much color does evoke emotion and we kind of think Mm -hmm. about sometimes starting a brand based on us and what we like instead of what is really going to draw the ideal client to us Mm-hmm. And kind of, it's sort of like you almost have to reverse engineer. Of course, you want it to represent you, but it needs to really, like you said, represent the emotions. How do you want people to feel when they come to your brand? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something where like, you know, I've had people come to me and who are like, I love purple and green. Um, <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's awesome. Let's figure out how we can find purples and greens that are the right shades for what you're going towards. Because like, specifically one that I did was like a financial advisor. So we didn't want like a bright in your face purple and a bright in your face green because her brand was more like professional and like trying to be like kind of like dilute down the intensity of like how people view financial concepts and things like that. So we wanted it to be more calm and welcoming too. So like in that case, you don't want like a super bright green and purple but we can still find a green and purple that fit those feelings you want people to feel when they come to your Instagram page your website see your business and any form of contact 
Right. No, that's so true. What would you say to someone who feels like they're coming? Because I've noticed this with some clients where they're coming into a space and they feel like somebody already has their idea or is already doing what it is that they want to do. And they're kind of feeling a little uncertain about how to kind of stand out with their brand. And Mm -hmm. of course, you know, multiple brands can use different shades of purples or greens or blues and things of that nature. What kind of advice would you give to someone who feels like, they want to be unique in their brand, but it feels too similar to someone else's brand. Like how could they kind of stand out a little bit more? Yeah, I think, well, first of all, I feel like for people who feel like everything or something's too crowded or whatever, like there's always more space because everyone has a different take because you are uniquely you. Um, So I think first of all, like there's never, I feel like very rarely would I say, like look at an industry and be like, that's too crowded. There's not enough space for someone new. Um, I think it's the, the way you build in your branding materials to make you unique is by like still obviously incorporating your personality into it. So like find your mission and like your why and why people like what's your unique unique selling point or like proposition. Like why should people work with you over others? Mm-hmm. And then try and tell that story with brand assets or obviously like your copywriting and things like that. So an example, because I feel like this can kind of feel like elusive unless we like tie it down to something. Um, So I'm doing a Shopify build for a um, wine like subscription service right now. And obviously Mm -hmm. there's a million wine subscription services out there. So how do you make it different? Um, And they're really focused on not just like having a box show up with three bottles of wine, but having it be specific to small vineyards in Italy and a region. And when you get that box, you get the like story of the vineyard, you get recipe notes from their chef at the vineyard, you get um, more history of like the area and region as well. Um, So it kind of like gives you more of the experience of Italy in your home. So in order to like brand that on like the website side, we're using assets, um, of backgrounds that are like kind of old torn paper to give you that like more authentic feel and like little sketch drawings of like a vineyard to like all come together of like that emotion of like this feels historical and like there's more to it than just like you know a white label subscription box right No, I'm glad that you spoke to that because I think a lot of people, like I said, they just feel a little bit like, should I get into this space because there's so many people doing it? But definitely there's always room. There's room for new perspectives and new offerings and services. And so it's okay if the space feels crowded because there's always going to be a market for what it is that you want to offer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I feel like it's, I mean, it's almost good to see there's people operating in it because it's like shows you that they're is it's like a proven business in a way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It's proof of concept. And I have a, there's a client in particular I'm thinking of who was starting something and there was already a couple other people. It was a very niche product that she wanted to offer. And there was already a couple other people doing it. And I said, that is amazing. That shows that there's a path for you, that there is a demand for it. And so I just want to help people understand that, that it is good if there's already other people paying for this service. That means that (laughs) there's yeah room for you, like you said. Yeah, that and like also I want to say that I feel like obviously when you're looking to start something, you're looking to all these other um, like designers, like whatever field you're in, like 
attorneys, whatever it is, um, and you're seeing all of that. But for most people, you'll be the only person in that industry that they actually know of. Um, right. Like if I pull my like actual personal network and things like that, like 90% of them, I guarantee would say that I'm the only web designer they know. Right. So it's like, it's see, it can feel overcrowded when you're specifically obviously like looking at who's doing what and like your Instagram feed what are, is going to show more of like whatever industry you're in, obviously because of like the algorithm and who you're interacting with and who you're, you know, like what pages you're looking to for inspiration. But most people don't know someone who does what you do. Mm-hmm. Like no, I always say, so yeah, I always say this example too, and I don't know why it's dentists, but like it's people going into dental school aren't like, you know what? There's too many dentists out there. I'm not right. going to enroll. <laughs> Right, exactly. That's a perfect example. I love it. Yeah. So just kind of keep that mindset of like, I can be another dentist or whatever. Yes, exactly. So you mentioned that you're working on a website. And so I want to kind of get into web design a little bit because I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've kind of noticed this kind of new rule of thought where people feel like, they can just go to social media and build their businesses off social media and not necessarily build a website. Mm -hmm. And as someone who's also built websites before in the past, I definitely am in that rule of thought of owning your own platform. And Mm -hmm. so I'd really love to kind of hear your thoughts about social media versus having your own website and kind of have you noticed this trend as well, where people feel like, you know, just start an Instagram account and just build my business off Instagram and and what would you kind of say to that? Yeah. So, I mean, I've definitely seen it too. I mean, I think it depends on like what industry you're in. Obviously, you know, if you're going to specifically like be in e-commerce or like be a blogger that has obviously a catalog of more in-depth information, like for sure you need a website. Um, I know some people who have started their business on social and then actually like hired me to help them build out the entire website because I think like you can absolutely start on social but the issue that I see is that like for people to find information about you it's not really straightforward so let's say you have an offering that you like talked about in one post in one story like even if it's saved to your highlights it's not really like the same thing as like people being able to quickly click a link to a URL find information very easily about your offerings and then move forward. Um, I think like depending on, again, what industry and who you're trying to target, the social media is like something you should absolutely pair with your website because then you're obviously driving more traffic to it. Um, And I think it's something where, you know, people can like see more of your personality maybe on Instagram, but they still need like almost like a verification that you're legitimate professional on whatever website like you're going to be using it to showcase your services. I think, like I said, the biggest thing is like the relaying of information is just so much more cohesive if you have a website versus a social channel. And then also what you mentioned, like you're kind of like on borrowed land um, when you're on Instagram or things like that. And also there's such a huge difference, I feel like, between someone being on your website versus someone being on your Instagram page. Like I've been on so many Instagram pages where I like interacted, liked it once and then was like half paying attention and left it versus if someone's on your website, they're like fully looking at your content and not like distracted by 5 million different things on an app. Um, So 
I think that's another point too. And obviously you can just get so much more in-depth analytics on like how people are interacting with your content on your website and see like where do people bounce? What are the click-through rates? What am I like trying to convert on? Things like that. Um, So I think like social is a great place. I feel like more of it's like building a, like people seeing your personality and like your kind of like what you're about and showcasing projects and things like that. But the like nitty gritty of your service details and like the evergreen content is so much easier to have it live on a website than like 10 posts back and people trying to find it again. Right. That's so true. It's definitely easier to kind of see what people are interested in based on what you're offering, what you're talking about on your website versus social media. I feel like social media is kind of like a fun place to sort of show. Yeah. Like you said, kind of like just pops of your personality and different things you're working on, but your website's really going to give that kind of full scope of what it is that you do and, and what you, what your mission is and what you're all about in your business. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I just feel like it's, I've definitely like interacted with clients on social, but they, I mean, obviously, especially since I'm like a web designer, but even like just for branding projects, they still all go to my website to really learn more in-depth information um, and fully understand like who I'm about. And I, what I say too, is like your website is you're always on salesperson. So it answers all the questions that you're probably going to be having to answer consistently in the DMs if you don't have a site. Right. No, definitely. It definitely makes it a lot easier, I think, to set up more automation and to just kind of take the pressure off of you of kind Mm -hmm. of giving that more one-on-one back and forth and yeah, just showing who you are online. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I think it's like also depends on like the stage of your business because I think, like I said, you can, there's some people in specific industries, like I know a social media um, manager who she's making it without a website right now but she has already expressed to me like this is something down the line I do absolutely want to create but I'm just not at that stage yet Mm -hmm. and like that you know like makes sense to me because if you're a social media manager obviously you need to be on there all the time um but it is like she has these offerings and it already like for me to send them to people it's already a little more like clunky than you know just being able to send like a url so right No, that's so true. I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts on what you're seeing right now with websites that maybe people are doing right versus maybe not so um, right, I guess. Um, And just like any tips people can use to improve what they're doing on their websites. Yeah, absolutely. So I um, have done a webinar before that was like specifically around um, like the three biggest mistakes I see on websites. So I'll just like dive into that um I think one of the first ones like really comes back to branding and it's like not a cohesive brand Mm -hmm. so you know it's like an image that feels really calming and then bright red text and then a font that feels like it's out of alignment too um and so you there's a stat um I forget the research center that did it but it's like 75 percent of people judge a business based on their website Mm. so that's a high number of people that like if they get there and they're really confused about like what the vibe of your brand is it's not going to leave a good impression um so just making sure like I talked about earlier that like all of your elements on your site come back to those emotions you want to evoke so it all feels like cohesive when people land on it um 
I think the next biggest one is to make sure that it is answering um, the two biggest questions, which are, what do you do and how does it make my life better? Um, so I think a lot of people just keep it general on their site and say like Denver chiropractor and like, welcome as like the intro. And like, you have seven seconds to capture people when they're on your website. So you really want to focus on that like unique selling point and like really capture them of this is why you should work with me as your chiropractor versus every single other person that you probably have five tabs pulled up for. Um, so diving into like, how are you different? How, why should people work with you instead of someone else? Like pretty quickly off the bat in your landing section so that people know like, oh, this resonates with where I'm at in my business or this resonates with like the pain I'm having and this is why I want to go to this person instead of someone else. Um, and making sure the rest of your site really speaks to that as well. Like always write copy from the standpoint of like, a client's pain point and how you're helping them. So what I always tell people is like, you are the vehicle that takes them from like point A where they're at. So talk to those like pain points of where they're at and then show them how you take them on this ride to where they want to go. So use obviously like testimonials. It's like a huge thing that helps with this to like where people talk about how they were, where they were when they first booked and then where they were at the end of the process. Um, so people can like see that transformation in social proof is one way to do it. That's really helpful. And then also, um, just making sure when you're writing copy, you're placing your, um, customer as the hero. So what I mean by this is like, they are the hero of the story and it's not like your business. So you don't want it to be like, we do this and we help this and it's more like this is where you're at and this is how I will help you because um, people like at the end of the day are realistically like browsing sites for to like find the best solution for them not to like learn about you. Right. No, I think that's so important that you mentioned that because a lot of times, yeah, when we're starting a, bu- a business based on especially like your own personal brand, you might think of your of it as yourself a lot and kind of position yourself that way. So I'm happy that you kind of are helping people to see that they need to kind of flip that script if they're going to mm-hmm. draw people to them. Yeah. I mean, even if it is like you're doing a lifestyle vlog or like mm-hmm. something like that, like talking about like, why do people want to read your stuff over other people? Like what, what can you speak to on your homepage? That's like, this is the type of content that's going to like help you with like life hacks that save you so much time. If that's what you're talking about or like, give you recipes that your family will love if that's what you're talking about or like whatever it is. So it's like always putting your viewer in like the seat of the person who's going to see the success from a result that you're helping them achieve. Right. No, that's so true. So I'd love to kind of hear um, more about sort of your design, your brand, because I know you have a little bit of a story behind your logo. And I think it will kind of help people to see how they can sort of position themselves as kind of someone that's unique in their industry, even if they feel like there's a lot of people, like I said, doing what it is that they want to do. So if you'd like to kind of talk about sort of the thought process behind your branding and your logo, I think it would be, yeah, just really insightful for people. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I mean, my last name is Smith. So, you know, just doing like, I toyed with doing like Sydney Smith creative, but it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't really stick. No. And like, there's so many Sydney Smiths that 
you know, wasn't the best option. So I think like some people can use their name and it's great for me. It wasn't the best. Um, but I was really trying to, like, I think for branding, that's really important, like specifically naming, um, a great way to do it is to really think about like the things that you love as well to kind of bring like some of your unique personality into it. And I am obsessed with nature. Um, and that's why I moved to Colorado like four and a half years ago. Um, and so I just wanted this to be a part of my business. And when I started thinking about like, is there certain wildflower names or like things like that I could bring in, like nothing was really coming up. Um, and then I remembered a fun fact that my brother had told me like two weeks prior that the olive wing butterfly is the only thing in nature that actually produces blue pigment. Everything else is just actually a refraction of light. So like bluebirds and like any other butterflies you see, flowers, things like that, it's not actually like a blue pigment, which was just a super fun fact that I thought was really interesting. Um, And I felt like that name just really fit because it is relevant for obviously being unique. And I really work with my clients to position them as like a differentiated business in the market, whether that be through branding or branding and website or just website. Um, And wanted to like, just felt like the name encapsulated that kind of feeling of really being unique and standing out um, from the crowd. Right. Yeah, no, and it really comes through. And I have to say, I really do admire your work. I think you have this really beautiful way of kind of aligning kind of more modern, sophisticated and kind of clean design. And I know some of the brands I've seen that you've created some of the logos. I'm like, I would want to hire this brand. I feel like I trust this brand. And so yeah, you've really done a beautiful job of doing that and really highlighting um, your own brand and other brands as well. So I, I just yeah, I love everything you're doing. That's amazing. Thank you so much for saying that. It can, yeah, I feel like you can get so in the weeds that you're like, I hope people, like my clients love this and their customers love this, but I hope other people on the internet think this is good too. Yes, no, definitely. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, it's so fun to, I mean, what I really try to do is focus on like what my client's vision is and what they really want to see brought to life. Um, But then also putting like, the lens of their consumer on. So I have a, my, the tech job I was at, I was working pretty heavily in consumer insights um, and have just a background with that job. And also my degree is specifically in like marketing strategy and like psychology. Um, So really trying to apply that lens of like, where is this customer at? Where, how are they trying to make decisions? What appeals to them? What's going to resonate? What do they like, feel engaged with um, when designing every brand. So it's not just like the client wants it to look like this, but it doesn't hit at all with their target market, but really finding that like sweet spot of how do we bring this to life in a way that you love it and you feel like your vision is fully brought to life in a digital space, but also the people who you're trying to get to buy from you are also going to click with it. Right. No, that's so true. So I'd love to hear kind of your kind of tips if someone is listening to this episode and they're feeling maybe called into getting into branding or uh, web design, what kind of insights can you give to people to get started, kind of make that leap as you did or that transition? 
Yeah. Um, obviously, like I mentioned, there's so many ways you can do it. Um, so I'll speak from like my experience, but I think a great way to do it is first of all, like if you're trying to get started and just learn, um, to ask around of like your friends and family and see if there's anyone, um, who's looking for this type of work, um, and see if you can build sites for free. Because obviously if you're a web designer and you are starting your own website to promote yourself, you need some sites on there. Um, cause uh, people like social proof and seeing that, you know, that you haven't just built the site that you're promoting yourself on. Um, so that was a great thing for me to do. And it also was a great way to like kind of learn deeper, like the platforms and things like that with minimal risk of, you know, getting a client upset or whatever. Um, so I would say like, yeah, start to dip your toes in, um, and do some projects, um, for free at the start. If you're like very new to it, if you already have examples or like already, you know, have some sort of track record with it, then like you don't need to do sites for free. But just when I was getting started, I had only built one before. So I felt like it was necessary to, for me to like really actually learn before getting paid to do it. Um, and then what I did next was I got on Upwork. Um, and I wouldn't recommend this, like staying on the platform for too long. Cause you definitely hit like a price cap. Um, but it's a great way to start getting business. Um, when you are like, obviously at a lower price point, um, I have a friend right now who's actually starting her own branding and website, um, design business, and she's already getting work off of Upwork and it's been great for her to kind of like build more of like a clientele, build confidence, um, and obviously you start like a, at a lower price, but then you build your way up and it really helps you get like a lot of projects under your belt and feel confident um, moving forward with establishing um, your business more. And I would also say too, one thing I wish I would have done from day one was like start some form of marketing, whether this be via email and starting to gather like emails for your own newsletter or um, whatever social media platform you feel like your audience is on, like start there too, because I didn't start an Instagram for like, <laughs> I think it was like two years into my business, which is crazy. But I was mainly like in-person networking and, you know, finding clients that way. Um, but I just feel like for long-term, it's so much better to start from day one with like building a digital presence and an audience, um, then, you know, like me two years in <laughs> feeling like you're like backtracking, right. um, in some way. So I would say, yeah, like kind of just start to get your feet wet with whether that's free websites or getting on Upwork and doing low priced ones. Um, and then, yeah, just build from there. Yeah. No, I think that's great tips. And a lot of times I feel like people think that, Maybe they need to go outside of their network or outside of people that they know. But starting with, yeah, who knows you, referrals and things of that nature is such a great way and more of a seamless way to get started. Make it easy on yourself and start with people that you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's like, obviously, a lot of people are scared that, you know, they're going to get judged by like that person from seventh grade or whatever. Right. Um, but I guarantee you more likely than not, they'll be like, oh, that's cool. Um, and so that judgment is not worth you not 
posting about it and getting out there because I also think it's really important to like consistently post to your personal networks to like remind people of what you do because I've gotten so many clients like I mentioned before I'm the only person in their network who does branding or website design so they have like a random cousin who needs that help and they refer to me that actually just happened where a friend of mine who I haven't talked to in years like her cousin called me up for a awesome branding project. So. Oh, nice. I love that. Yeah. So just like, don't be afraid to like put yourself out there and continue to like post your blogs that you're talking about your business to your personal page or like, I mean, I don't like blow people up, but probably like right. once a month I'll do a post that I also post to my personal like, hey, quick reminder, this is what I do. Right. No, I think that's really important. Don't underestimate the friend of a friend, the cousin's cousin's sister, you know, (laughs) it definitely can expand outside of just like your best friend or, you know, your friend's sister or something like that. So yeah, I think that's really key that you shared that. Yeah. And I think it's, I always do it in a way where I'm not like, obviously just popping in like people's Facebook feed to be like, Hey guys, I'm a brand and web designer, but <laughs> I always, it's like a blog. That, hey, if anyone's looking or struggling with naming their business, I wrote this blog. So like providing value as your way of like re-engaging with people. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's key. So I always love to end the podcast with just a simple action. And you kind of shared a couple of different things just there, but if you want to maybe pull out one action you give to a listener who is in that idea dreamy stage, maybe they're feeling called after this interview to get into your space into graphic design, or they're feeling called another direction. What's something that you could sort of share with them that they could do after listening to the episode today? Um, I mean, as much as I like want to say all like the, like post or like get on Upwork, do these things. I honestly feel like the biggest thing is to work on believing in yourself mm-hmm. um because if I would have like started this type of work before I like really dove into business it would have been such a quicker track to success um mm-hmm. versus kind of like I feel like I lived in like the starving artist mentality for the first like year and a half of my business mm-hmm. don't recommend it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> learned a lot but it, like it felt like I was like scraping by month by month. Um, and then as soon as I started to actually believe in myself, um, and invest in like some sort of coaching was when it really took off. Um, so I think there's something incredible about like almost like investing in yourself because then it shows to yourself that you actually have to do it. Like Mm -hmm. we're here to go big or go home. And I just made it this investment in myself and now let's like hit the ground running. Um, So I feel like that's probably another unconventional answer in the fact that I'm not saying like download Illustrator and get to work on that. But (laughs) honestly, your mindset is going to be the biggest tool to your success in entrepreneurship. So I would, I mean, you don't even have to pay for coaches starting out, but just, you know, follow people who are in your industry doing it really well or like coaches um, that can give you these kind of tips. Like, I would absolutely follow Morgan Rapp um, on Instagram if you're thinking about design because she's a coach and gives you a lot of great advice, but then she also um, has run a very successful design business for like eight years. So probably find like a more tactical from like your industry point, like find people who are a couple years ahead and really start like consuming their content, seeing how they're doing it because 
it's so helpful to have a framework and you don't have to do it the exact way they did it. You won't be able to do it the exact way that they did it because you're unique to yourself and you have to do like what aligns with you and what you want to build. But help it like following these people and seeing what they're doing can be really helpful as like almost like one proof in your mind that this can be done um, and done to a high level of success. And then two, that like they'll share some really valuable insights. Um, so I think that's probably the best like tangible advice I would give. Yeah, no, (laughs) that's great. Yeah. I feel like it took me way too long to find some of those people and realize like really what's possible in this space instead of just being like freelance is feast or famine. And this is just how I have to deal with it. Like, and it's, you know, hard and whatever. Cause if you think it's hard, it will be hard and you will make it hard. But you know, if you're seeing that it can be easy and that other people are doing it successfully and like scaling these huge businesses, it'll open your mind to like so many new possibilities and what you can achieve. Right. No, I think that's so true. It's yeah, the online space is amazing. There's people who have paved the way and, and are there to help guide you. So I think that's really important that you share that. Yeah, absolutely. And I can um, send you over some like Instagram handles of designers too, if you want to put those in the show notes for people. Oh, yeah. Or just like general mindset people that I follow that are super helpful. Yes, that would be amazing. I would love that. Thank you. Yeah. So I'd love to kind of know where everyone can connect with you after the show, um, what services you're offering, any programs you have going on to kind of help people on their journey. Yeah, absolutely. So you can follow me at Olive Wing Designs on Instagram. I'm pretty active on there. So I'm happy to engage with anyone there. And if you have any questions about like website tips that I mentioned today or any other things, I'm happy to answer that in DMs. Um, and also at my website, um, www.olivewingdesigns.com. And then um, obviously I do branding and website design. Um, I have like a couple of different package options to kind of like fit different budgets. Um, so reach out to me if you're interested in custom work. And then I uh, we just wrapped a freelancer to CEO webinar series, um, and we are going to be selling that um, via Pino and Power Moves, which is a community that I've developed on Facebook. So DM me if you have any interest in this webinar series. It'll be um, eight video modules with experts in um, social media, copywriting, legal, accounting, PR, brand and website design, obviously, um, and kind of a deeper dive into brand strategy. So we created this to really help people go from that like confusing stage of starting a business to feeling like they have you know a more solid grip on what they need to do to really see success on social, with PR, with website, all the, those categories. Wow, that's super awesome. Yes, I'll have that all linked in the show notes for you, Creative. So you can definitely go and check that out and make sure you follow Sydney on Instagram. She has a beautiful, beautiful Instagram feed going. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. And I really appreciate you sharing your story. I know it's going to help a lot of people listening that are in that kind of dreamy idea stage, kind of wondering how to get started. And so, yeah, just the fact that you were here to share your insights and your tips, it's, it's um, it's really beautiful. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. This was awesome. And I always love sharing any knowledge that I have that can help others. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave a positive review. 
check out workyourmood.com and come get more inspiration on Instagram. I'll chat with you next time. Bye.